Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Completely Unnecessary Podcast post-Labor Day edition for uh, September 3rd, uh, Tuesday, 2019. Alongside my pal, my partner, Ian Ferguson, I am Pat Contry. You are. We'll be talking about uh, lots of lots of fun stuff like Disney Lion King combo retro gaming pack, uh, retro bit re-releases, uh, Evercade Arcade handheld, the Switch Covert Dock. Sounds like something else could be. Uh, the the really mind-boggling NBA 2K My Team gambling <laughs> trailer. And a Patreon poll topic. Real quick, we got a t-shirt, Ian. We do. A- and, and more than a t-shirt. Sticker. Hoodie. Hoodie. You got three weeks left. Go to teespring.com slash my-man-cu podcast. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's not all one world. But it's my-man.cu podcast. And you can order this nice shirt there. There's three weeks left on it. It's it's Pat as Cyborg Man and Ian as the man from Atlantis, Aquaman. That's right. There. With with his flowing flowing locks. Your hair your hair is about four feet long in that in that Oh yeah, it's, you, it's massive. You should go for that uh, nice orange hair there. Well you got some you got a reddish tint in your hair. Call it, you have Auburn hair, is it Auburn? It's, it's, it's at least sandy blonde. It's something. At least. Uh there. Uh, the, the Super Nintendo book, Ian, it's getting printed right now. It's getting cobbled together with hammers and chisels. Oh, God. They're, they're chopping down trees, um, and they're hoping that it's going to start, sh- it's going to ship to the mainland later, later this month, and then it'll arrive uh, at the warehouse, hopefully later in October. That's that's the key there. It'll arrive at the warehouse, and they start shipping out. You can go to ultimatesnes.com right now to pre-order the physical one or order the digital one which I still have to send you the digital one I keep forgetting I keep forgetting not that you would read it <laughs> but anyway and then uh, we're going to be at Portland Retro Gaming Expo Ian we're going to be there we will the event's the 18th through 20th of October the 18th is more like the, the arcade warm up day right and the festivities really begin the 19th and 20th uh, go to RetroGamingExpo.com it's a, it's a fantastic event pinball machines as far as the eye can see arcade games I think they're saying something like 200 this year arcade games pinball machines 200 pinball machines I told you they they said they're expanding it by like 30,000 square feet that's an expansion yes because that's that's like you're you're approaching pinball you know the the pinball museum in in Vegas has like you're beating it at that point (laughs) I think there's like 135 to 155 at the Vegas museum wow and you beat that, and that and that place is incredible. At that point, you have like every major pinball machine that ever came out. Yeah. <laughs> Plus some of those weird uh, knockoff looking Rambo ones in the mid eighties. What was that company? Premier Gottlieb. It was Gottlieb. It was Gottlieb it, it, under the Premier banner. Under a cheaper banner, <laughs> doing those. Yeah. Um. So so yeah. So lots of fun stuff happening. 
And then the Not For Resale documentary should be for sale on Blu-ray by Portland. We'll see about that. That'll be fun there. Uh, so, Ian, you know, con- controversy the past week. It's something we felt we should uh, we should respond to. I almost feel like we should we should apologize for how we spoke about the Intellivision Amico. Because <laughs> um, we weren't harsh enough? Um, you, you know, I, 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 I am blinded, and now I now see that we should not be critical at all of anything of a new console coming out based upon a a a uh ip that hasn't been popular since 1981 but you got the price wrong i got the price wrong which i corrected in that original youtube video comment and then the second i corrected myself so but, but because i said that I, I apologize all our points are now moot and invalid yes because i got the price wrong i also apologize for saying that it's a uh, digital only when uh, apparently there might be physical games released for it but we're not we don't know in all seriousness um tommy Talarico, uh you know went after us on twitter is the latest way i can put it and it, and it got more onerous he took on uh, ben shapiro qualities and said he actually said debate me yes did you see that one yes, tweet he said debate me and i even uh, mike kennedy never said debate me he just called us drunken so i thought that was interesting yeah well it's not really well, it wouldn't be a debate it would just be a a, you know, a difference of opinion of where we think the market is for a, a console that isn't even out yet for at least 14 months by the way so it's not like there's a track record we can even go off of for a, a new company like this and it is a new company this is a, a, a you know a restart you know a, you know this is a reboot of a brand you know that's been kicked around and and you know hasn't been really utilized besides you know putting out you know uh packs of, of 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 old games you know right so i mean how do you, how are you supposed to judge what they're doing uh here uh all i know is this Ian. we're basically we're allowed to have an opinion and if you don't think there's enough info out there then it probably started too soon but i'm allowed to form an opinion off of info that's out there the website is paltry and and that's putting it lightly the website has more room dedicated to pictures of of colored uh console variants in cg mock-ups versus the actual information that we are supposed to have or being criticized for not having but this system is going to be different because it totally didn't make a huge deal out of announcing color variations at uh e3 so it has for example i'll run through the website because this is really quick and i'm not reading press releases Uh, no one reads press releases by the way press releases go to website they get they get churned out real quick and after that you forget about them your your website is supposed to give us the info we need uh easy touch screen disc and motion controls okay effortless menu screen system i have no idea what that means because any to me any menu should be screen should be effortless games focused on all skill levels okay the karma trademark gaming engine any information on that on the website I don't know. I don't see it. Interactive lighting guidance system. I guess it means LED lights on the console. Cool. It's ritzy looking. Affordable. Under $200. Mia culpa. In the first video, I said 200 to 250 or 200 to 300. And then it's under 200. Okay. It's under 200. After tax and shipping, it'll probably be $200 you know, after that. And we're not even talking about extra controllers or anything else you might need to get up and running uh, there. Games, three bucks to 10 bucks. Okay, we knew that. I don't think we spoke out of turn with that. I think we said something like that range. Uh, originally, to... they were supposed to be three to eight. eight three to eight bucks. So, okay. And uh, there was something that I read somewhere that said if there are physical games, they would probably have to break that $10 barrier. Okay. Which is fine. That's understandable. Just making sure we get all the information. Yeah, make, make sure that we parrot everything on, on the website here that looks like it was coded in 1999. Um, five packing games. 
which we mentioned last time there'll be five packing games. Uh, so apparently we'll hear uh, about those at E3 2020. Okay, so, great. great. All right, no DLC in that purchases, loot boxes or ads, wherever I heard that before. Uh, it starts with a C, ends with a chameleon. Um, family, all games rated. We, yeah, we went through this before. Family, family. Family, no violence or bad family. language. Games everyone can play. Positive reinforcement, parental controls. Don't know what that means. So, so That sounds like... Uh, never mind. Di- diverse and unique game library. Curated, quality-controlled games. Again, that sounds familiar. Connect up to eight mobile devices with free app. Okay, that's interesting to see how that's going to work. And I'm guessing that means for extra puzzle games or, or party games where they become extra controllers. That's actually the only interesting thing I've read so far. On this website. And there are lots of games that already do that on, like, the PlayStation 4. Well, like the Jackbox Party games. And Brennan Floss's uh, Use Your Words right. game does that. It interfaces with the TV and different controllers. So it's not new tech. It's cool to see it used. It's actually kind of hard to get that going. Top-notch developers, okay, the biggest licensed intellectual properties. Earthworm Jim is not the biggest licensed intellectual property. Neither is Shark Shark. But I just think that's funny to see. Blah, blah, blah. And as you can see, these are all just words here with no examples of anything. There's no video of any of this in operation. Uh, again, we are at least 14 months out from the release of a console, yet we are the ones that are getting attacked. And we're getting attacked in, in the strangest of places, Ian. Yeah. Um, so uh, Tommy and his army of ad hominem-loving yes-men on the uh, Atari Age um, and television board uh, it, it was humorous because they immediately went to attacking our looks because they don't have any information they can use to back up why this is going to be a massive success either. So sorry for being critical of your product, but that doesn't mean I was coming after you personally. You can't take criticism. It's hilarious how little you can take criticism, which is why you're hiding in your Atari age board surrounded by people who are just effortlessly nodding their head up and down and saying, yes, Tommy, this will be great. And they, they like that, you know, Tommy's doing a lot of these interviews with one of the individuals he did an interview with when after us, David Giltatan? David Gilt David Giltatan, that's a tough name to pronounce. I thought it was Gillibrand. Used but... to, whatever. He used to be the editor of Retro Magazine for Mike Kennedy. And when the Coleco Chameleon... Uh, kerfuffle was happening uh, D- uh david took it upon himself to parrot whatever mike kennedy said and attacked people like me and you as being conspiracy th- uh, theorists about the console even after the new york toy show happened yep when it was clear at that point that it wasn't just a bad idea it was at that point a scam at that at that point in time but he held on until the end he held on until the end and then he had the balls to attack me on Twitter, which I thought was like, wow, dude, really? Okay. Yeah, and then you brought up uh, him uh, throwing us under the bus for something that we were right on, and he, he said, said, oh, I don't have time for this. That's in the past. That's in the past. I don't have time that's for That's in the this. past. Can't talk about that now. Zero credibility to interview anyone in the video game sphere forever at that point to me. You should be out of the industry at that point. I'm not going to mix words about yeah. it. Falling in line with no falling falling so, in line behind a console that you haven't seen anything of without any questions is not something that you easily write off. It makes you a hack. So so this is my point. If what you are celebrating is Tommy communicating on the internet in podcasts or videos with people of that caliber who have no journalistic integrity or even common sense to even conduct a critical interview, then you have nothing at this point that I want to hear about. I mean, absolutely nothing. Words are meaningless when it comes to products that are 14 months 
in advance. This isn't like he brought up. Well, what if they? What if Doug Bowser wanted to talk to them? Would they? Would they turn down Doug Bowser? No, because Nintendo's a company that's been around for over a hundred years, putting out products consistently with a with an extremely great track record. Yeah, that's a little bit different than a. Than oh, basically but that makes a, us fanboys. It's it's different from a new startup for a console that's still in prototypical form, if you want to say that, that we have little information on that we can go off of. It's a little bit different. And it, it's surprising that in the, in, the, in the matter of one or two years, when people loved our commentary on Atari Age, I'm not saying all Atari Age people, uh, because even uh, Albert, who runs Atari Age, was disgusted by us being attached physically, and he, and he weighed in saying, you can't do that anymore. Physically? We, we, people made fun of our oh, physical fair. looks. Oh, yeah, that, sure. They said I weighed, weighed 50 pounds dripping wet, which I, I've never been accused of being skinny in my life, which I think is hysterical, by the way. But I just think it's funny that they, they have Tommy on the, on the thread here. We'll link the thread. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh! Yes. Oh! Amico! Anyways, it's a weird group of cheerleaders. It's weird. It's really weird. And it's getting harder... And harder for me to be impartial now in terms of me wanting this to be a success or fail the more I get attacked by Tommy Tallarico. That's all I'm going to say. Because we had the gall to not immediately say this is going to be the best thing ever. And apparently we know nothing about pre-NES consoles, or as I do. Even though, you know... No, the Atari 5200 definitely isn't one of my favorite consoles. (laughs) It's not like we had a show called The Video Game Years... That started in '77, and we talked about all the all the old games that Tommy himself was on the show, and none of it makes sense. It's whatever narrative you want to construct about us being haters for something where, where Ian publicly said, and I said, we don't want to fail. This is why we don't think it's a good idea, and and because we're not cheerleading something that I've also vocally on this podcast criticized Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo. And just about every other major player in the console game. So the uh, the hide your head in the sand and say we're fanboys excuse doesn't cut it. So one person said, by the way, there was no, in the in this thread, unlike the chameleon in, in the retro v- VGS, there was no links to our commentary, which I thought was, was, was cute. Mm. I wonder if it wasn't allowed or they said, no, we can't have anything negative at all here. But the one person that did say... <clears throat> They, they think we didn't say anything unreasonable about the Amico last episode. Tommy just came off a podcast where he convinced a doubter and several of you praised him for the interview. And then everyone started going in about why we were wrong. Uh, and Tommy had, had a nail in about uh, what he's trying to do here. Um, let, he said, let the hardcores hate and not understand all they want. It doesn't affect our mission or goal at all. And again, once they actually play it and see their non-gaming friends having fun together... They're all of a sudden start to understand what we felt growing up and what has been missing for over a decade in the gaming industry. I have a lot of non-gaming friends that have had fun with the Switch. A lot of family-friendly games on that, too. But, hey, pointing that out makes me a fanboy. You're a fanboy now, Ian. Well, you're an anti-fanboy. You're, you're an anti-television hater. You don't know anything about the television or anything know. before I the NES. don't know anything. I never played Mousetrap with my cousins or played Pole Position on the 7800. I don't know what I'm talking about. I never played arcade games. That came out before the NES. I didn't do any of that. We're we're gatekeeping, Ian. We're anti-gatekeeping. We're gatekeeping. <laughs> so it's, it's fun. I'll, I'll link it here. You know, Tommy was talking about how we're not being fair at all to him. Um, the point 
this is the point this, that is the point people are trying to make and why they are attacking pat the punk and the long-haired dude my name's ian tommy it's not hard tommy to look up. tommy you might have met ian i think did you did you meet before no i don't think i met him but still it's not hard to find my name but hey I understand That's, how this goes. Okay, I think I think Tommy's made it personal officially. Can you I, say that? Well, he took it personal from the minute go or the word go because you know we didn't we had we had doubts. They keep giving bad info. They they are unwilling to have a normal adult and mature conversation about it. This is a guy who said debate me on Twitter wants to have a mature conversation. Instead, they'll keep giving bad info based on the wrong data they have because they are too lazy to do ten minutes of research. I just went to the website, Tommy. There's nothing there that still convinced me that this is a good idea. I'm sorry. There's nothing there. Um, and I don't need insider info. Like, if, if we need insider info to suddenly think this is a good idea, then it should probably be on the website. Easier to just turn the cameras on, hate it, and then get into a Twitter war to get more views. Tommy, this isn't me being arrogant. More people know who, who, who I am on YouTube than you are. I'm not getting more views based upon talking about you. Versus people that already know me. That's just silly. That's just silly. Uh, they should be ashamed of themselves for the way they've handled this. Shame. Shame. Oh, my shame, God. Shame. It's embarrassing. But we're the ones that should be embarrassed. Because we're not just, you know, we're not drinking the Kool-Aid that everyone else is, apparently, when it comes down to this. Okay. All right. Anyways, that's probably good. So I'm going to say this. I might have to downgrade Atari Age from Sandwiches. It's just like a couple appetizers you'll have to share. <laughs> I still love you, Atari Age, but this is a Don't throw the whole Atari Age. No, I'm not. Bus. But, you know, it's, it's disappointing that they're not, they're not really allowing uh, any sort of negativity at all. Oh, okay, the last post. Uh, the, the Amico will not find... This is not me saying this, but this is just stuff we've said. The Amico will not find much brand association with the younger audience. The majority of the public under the age of 40 have no clue or what Intelligent is or was. I would say that's correct, Ian. Yes. Remakes and more modern takes on old games isn't a new thing. The Intelligent name wouldn't even need to be part of this venture to be successful, in my opinion. It's there, sure, and Tommy is very passionate about it, for sure, but old Intellivision owners are not going to make this thing successful. Yeah, you could you could call it anything, and Intellivision's not going to... That's It's not going to matter. It's the going to have the same cho- chances of success. The masses don't give a shit about Shark Shark or really any of the original Intellivision IPs of old. They'll, they'll be fun to play, I'm sure, but the majority of people will not be running with wallets open to play such games based on previous positive enjoyment with those titles. I would agree, Ian. Yes, I would agree. Uh, Earthworm Jim, now you're talking. I'm not, I'm not totally on board with that, but okay. This has, that has potential to be a system seller. Uh, thing is, Earthworm Jim isn't known to have association with Intellivision at, at all. Real quick, this is what I'm going to say. Um, from from what we know, we know that this is not going to be a system even probably near close to the power of Nintendo Switch, from what we've heard. And we'll be shocked if it is. I don't know how complex of an Earthworm Jim game you're going to get. You know, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, again, Intellivision means nothing special, means nothing in that regard. Amico is better off standing on its own, as most people won't have a clue. And there will be a fair number who might remember Intellivision in, in a negative manner for whatever reason. He's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Not everyone remembers Intellivision remembers it to be good. We always remember that that's such a weird system that the Atari beat, you know, beat up, and that no one remembers anymore. Uh, the main one uh, would be was often called a horrible controller. Uh, I'm liking a lot of what I've seen in the videos of the Amico. I remember Intellivision from back in the day, 
but I'm also I'm also one of the people who hate the original controller. I look at the new controller and I'm worried about it based solely on my previous use of the original television controller. Well, I would like to insert something here. For a system that's supposed to appeal to non-gamers and family, it's keeping a lot of strange things that would definitely only appeal to people who had it when they were growing up. That there's 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 a ve- this whole thing has a very split. It's for this, but then why is everything appealing? To this older collector, there's market. no reason for it to be, look like an Intellivision controller. The no. disc pad is was awful to use. It's not precise. It's it's f- like floaty a little bit, and the side action buttons really limit your enjoyment of playing a game or like a platformer. Try doing pl- try playing Super Mario Brothers, a game like that with side buttons like that. And if we don't have all the insider info we need about the controller. You probably should have thought about how people are going to look at that controller and go, oh, that doesn't look like a very so, good controller to use. What is the only, off the top of my head, the only reason why you'd want to uh, repeat an Intellivision controller is so that you could rep- you could uh, have a new experience of the old way you played Intellivision games, which would be the overlays, right? Look down at the overlays for, for games, yeah. and you press the buttons that are associated with it. Right? Am I wrong? Which I thought was the coolest thing about it when it was announced. <laughs> okay. so But that's only going to be for your Intellivision remakes, for the most part. Right? Well, I'm sure there's going to be more uses, They'll, they'll think of more yes. games where it's really intuitive while you're playing to look down at a, your controller to press buttons. It's horrible to do that to begin with. And if that's the type of game experience you want, I don't think many people like that. I just don't in this day and age. The overlays thing is kitschy. It's cool. The Intellivision used it, and then the ColecoVision used it. Atari fifty two hundred. Fifty two hundred. That's right. How system I that I don't love that I definitely know nothing about. But anyways, you don't love the fifty two hundred. I was no. joking. Remember, we don't like anything pre Nintendo. No, we don't. I don't. I, I don't love the ColecoVision myself. Um, anyway, so um, you can't bank on forty year old games being remade to sell a console that's going to cost you $200, especially by the time this comes out next year, you're going to have, you know, the Switch Lite's $200, right? You have the PS5 is going to be out next year. You're going to have uh, maybe the next Xbox console out next Christmas as well. And then that means the Xbox One's going to be lowered in price. The PS4 is going to be lowered in price. These, This is what the Amico's competing with when it comes out. But we're at, fanboys for saying at that. $200. Fanboys. $200 to play mobile quality games. We're fanboys for pointing this out. Have fun spending $200 to play an updated Shark Shark. Have fun out there doing that. We'll, we'll see how long that makes the system last in the ecosystem. All right, Ian. Uh, Ian. Yes, Pat. Can you feel the love tonight? Uh, sort of. Um, <laughs> so uh, Aladdin and Lion King um, are getting a physical release um, by Limited Run Games. And uh, it's a huge pack that's almost all-inclusive um, that covers uh, these games from uh, the 16-bit era. Um, so, before we get started, the list of games that's going to be included on the Disney Classic Games Aladdin and Lion King pack will uh, be quite a bit. Um, so, as of now, uh, Aladdin Genesis version, Aladdin Game Boy version, which includes the Super Game Boy version, 
Uh, Disney's Aladdin Final Cut. I don't know what that is. They don't apparently either. That's the ultra-violent Aladdin version? Disney's Aladdin trade show demo. That's pretty cool. The Lion King Genesis version, Lion King Super Nintendo version, and Lion King Game Boy, uh, Lion King Game Boy version. So that's... That's a big lineup. Uh, the one thing missing that everyone immediately points out is the uh, Super Nintendo version of Aladdin is not included. Um, hmm. It says here that perhaps that may not be final, but I'm sure we'll see. Um, that one was created by Shinji Mikami, uh, the guy who created Resident Evil, um, and it was a Capcom game, unlike these ones. These ones weren't. Capcom games. I believe these are Virgin Interactive. Gotcha. So they'd have to go to Capcom to get the get the rights for the yes. Super Nintendo one, and they'd probably say, well, this might not be worth doing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty sure those are Virgin Interactive. Oh, and unfortunately, those are different games. They're not just like ports of one. Yeah, another. they're very different. So that's that to, to some people may not be a may not be a deal breaker, but it's like, eh. I think more people like the Super Nintendo version of Aladdin. I love the Genesis version. People give me shit for that all the time. But really? From what I hear, the Genesis one is fine. I don't think I played play the Genesis one, but... But uh, it's it's good. I enjoy it. So, yeah, that missing is, is unfortunate, but I think it's cool that it's got the demos. Um, it's got the Super Game Boy enhancements in addition to just the regular Game Boy versions. Um, it also does not have, and I kind of forgot that these existed, but it's worth noting, it does not have the Game Gear versions of Aladdin or the Lion King either. Doesn't have the NES versions. Uh, yeah. The, well, Aladdin wasn't didn't get one, and Lion King... Was Lion King here, or was that European only? Lion King was European uh, only. Okay, yeah, so it doesn't have anything. Uh, all the ones that were in the U.S. are here, except for okay. uh, Super. The, the, the NES Lion King is miserable. Yes. It's it's like, it's, it's like tries to be a port of the Super Nintendo game, and it's so short, there's like half the levels, not even. So that's not a loss at all. No one wants to play that game. Right. So that's going to have a bunch of additions to it as well um, in terms of the usual sprucing up that you see now on these uh, retro game collections. Uh, it's going to have upscaled graphics. You don't have to use it, but you can have upscaled graphics. There's going to be uh, filters. Did you just say there wasn't an NES Aladdin game? Not in the U.S. Oh, okay, but there still was one, so it should... Sure, I was talking about... Yeah. I mean... Oh, okay. Sure. Um, yeah, Sorry. so filters. Scan lines... Um, and then a interactive game viewer, which they did something like this on the SNK 40th anniversary. You can watch a playthrough of the game and jump into the game whenever you want. So That's a great idea. Yeah. Um, a rewind feature, a museum, art gallery, music player. So it's gonna, it's gonna have all the bells and whistles and, um, it's coming out October 29th, 2019. So the likelihood of that Super Nintendo one getting in there is pretty pretty slim but i do not know what aladdin director's cut is okay so it's coming to switch ps4 xbox one and pc um and you said there's going to be a, a limited run physical version uh yes okay well they have the disney deal now so limited run could could uh, do these properties so that's great mm-hmm. uh, that's fantastic is it on their website yet for limited run it is uh let's see jeez are, are you uh i thought it was uh, all right. Well, I don't think I see it yet. But there's so much things on their website now; it's hard to find. Lion King is it on their site? No results. Okay. Well, there probably will, there probably be a limited run release. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, 
they show a physical package. They in do the, in the in the the. I thought there was. Anyways, it's I was being say, done by D- Digital Eclipse. I was going to say I don't see I don't see a limited one on the site, so I don't know. Okay, no, okay. maybe not. Okay, but it's going to be a physical release. Okay, we know that. Okay. Uh, yeah, because because something like this, I mean, it wouldn't be a limited run. This you could sell a ton of. This you can sell a million of these. Yeah, well, and Digital Eclipse is doing it too, so I guess it's not. Okay, all right, we correct. All right, my bad. We, you know, we, we don't want all our points to be invalidated because we got the one wrong. We, we don't want to. We don't want to Tommy this topic. Yeah, we no. don't want to do that uh, here. So, um, are are you? Do you think this is good enough just to have two games? Because these are like the two bigger Super Nintendo ones. You don't care about the other minor. I, I ones? think with all the ports that they're putting in there, all the different versions, I think it's yeah. It's it's, it's a good it's a good value. Yeah, it's a value. For thirty bucks, I'd say so. Thirty bucks? Yeah, I think that's what it said at the bottom. Ooh, I think they're getting. I think for. I think this would be a twenty-five dollar sweet spot, twenty bucks. But yeah, thirty bucks, sure. For you, weirdly underpriced things. Well, I, well, I mean, you know, that's about normal. One, two, three. Oh, you get the Aladdin trade show demo. That's pretty cool. The <laughs> trade show demo. I mentioned that. One, two. Was ignoring you. One, two, three. I can tell. Four, five, six—basically six, six versions of games. For I remember, the NES Aladdin is actually pretty good. It's not miserable like the Lion King one uh, there. So yeah, you don't get like the Jungle Book games that came out around you know same time. You don't get those. Um, you don't get like some of the other minor characters. You don't get Little Mermaid on there. Maybe they could have shoved Little Mermaid in here, you know, if they wanted to. But since they didn't have a Super Nintendo version, I guess why not? You know, why why do it? You know, they wanted to start with just Super Nintendo and Genesis, basically. 16-bit. Wait, 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 was there a Little Mermaid on Genesis? There was. Oh, so uh, they could, different company. But they, Okay, different company. Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, is, you're, you're talking all uh, different companies at, at that point. point. Okay. So this is, the, this is the Virgin Games. Virgin. Okay, gotcha. All right, well, um, yeah, this would be a, a cool thing to pick up if you're into those games, sure. All right, Ian, speaking of re-releases of games that aren't called Shark Shark... Um, we have Retrobit announced announced some uh, some some new titles get, get, getting remade or, or new <laughs> new old games, and we knew uh, Metal Storm was announced previously, but they were at Gamescom and they showed off uh, the the uh, the Metal Storm Collector's Edition. They showed off with a cute little statue of the Metal Storm uh, mech, which I don't know the name of the mech. Uh, there, Metal Storm Mech. I don't know, uh, but then they announced something that was interesting. Uh, well, they announced something that to me isn't that interesting. They announced a, a Hammer and ha- Harry, which was a PAL only NES game that's hard to find, and that's that's in a there's a gold cart they showed. Uh, they announced uh, Undercover Cops, uh, which didn't come out in North America. Uh, it was Super Famicom uh, beat 'em up game there, but then the big one that they announced was um, Mega Man uh, Wily Wars that was originally on Genesis. And they also announced uh, Truxton, Hellfire, Fire Shark, and Zero Wing re-releases for the Genesis. Uh, all four of those are extremely good shooters for the uh, Genesis. And, and Trux- Truxton's expensive. Truxton's very expensive. Uh, and the other ones, I mean, they go up in price because they're shooters. I mean, uh, Fire Shark has definitely jumped up a bit. Hellfire is probably in the 80 range complete and Zero Wing um, uh, is a good game and also got really popular with the all your base belong to us thing. And uh, mm-hmm. that one has gone up in price too. So those are going to be cool. So 
the the Mega Man Wally Wars thing is I think is great because I think there's some people this will be for a lot of people this will be the first time they experienced the game if they didn't know it existed potentially or if they hadn't emulated it emulated it um, they'll be able to pick it up and I think this is why this is the reason I like the idea of the uh, of doing you know re-releasing these games I like the idea of doing it for properties people know about potentially you know quality games that are expensive because they don't have to pirate them or buy some cheap AliExpress knockoff that can fry their system or you know or go bad or what have you they get a nice package of a game. It, it's you know it, it's it's licensed. You know everyone wins. It spurs interest in the IP of Mega Man. You know it, it keeps it going even for something like Truxton. I just I just like the idea of doing this as long as it's priced reasonably. Um, I think it's good to do these re-releases. Everything they've done so far has been super reasonably priced, so I don't see why this one wouldn't. What, what's their what's their price here? So they're going to do. Um, Orders for the game will be available soon at Castlemania Games and Limited Run Games for 70 bucks for the Collector's Edition or 45 for the Standard. Now, that's for Metal Storm, so you think that the price range for something like Wally Wars would probably be somewhere in that range. I'm going to guess probably 50. 50 to 60? Yeah. 50 to 60 bucks probably for a Genesis All of their release. super, like, crazy Collector Editions like they did for um, Holy Diver and R-Type, those were, I think, 70. So, you know... So, the, 50 the to 60 range 50, for yeah, standard. Who knows if they'll add anything else with the Wily Wars to bring it up in price, but it would be reasonable no matter what. Sure. Okay. Well, that's cool. All right. All right. Was there anything else to add on, on Mega Man the Wily Wars being no. re-released? No, I mean... <laughs> not, not really. <laughs> Until we see more uh, about this... Um, Let's see. Do we know when these are coming out? Was there any inf- the website? Last time I looked at the website, there wasn't much information. Um, they, I think, the the shooters had a TBA of. Um, the shooters had a TBA of late 2019 to early 2020, and I have a feeling that Metal Storm has got to be just around the corner. Because they announced that like seven months ago at they, this point, I eight think, months ago. I think even a little bit longer, so um, going to limited run games, looking at the standard uh, limited edition, it's not showing it, so I would imagine it's very soon, though. Well, it's just going to be sold through limited run. I don't think it's going to be a limited run release. They're just going to sell it on the website. You're saying it's not there yet? On the website? Yeah, I'm not seeing it there yet. Okay. All right, cool. So we don't know yet when that's going to come out, according to this. But all right, I, th- I think it's a great idea because that's a game that costs hundreds of dollars, and they didn't make a, you know too many of those for what Europe and uh, uh, what Japan was it out in Japan as well? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, um, Ian, we have a happy day for video game preservation. Yes, we do. So a Konami QTA adapter and a copy of Space School. The Nintendo Famicom made it into a collector's hands and was subsequently dumped um, to the internet for preservation. Um, this is a very rare item. Um, it wasn't sold mm-hmm. to the public. The um, QTA adapter was used in conjunction with NHK in Japan to um, basically provide educational games to schools. And um, because they weren't ever circulated to the public, I'm assuming that a lot of these were asked. I'm assuming that these were kind of leased or loaned. That would be okay. my guess. So there's there's almost none in circulation. So the um, I believe his name is the Russian the Russian geek uh, 
managed to uh, find a copy of the game and contemplated pick, picking it up, but didn't have the adapter. And without the adapter, there's no way if the cartridge would work, and that stuff's very expensive. Sure. Um, he made the deal, and uh, I believe according to his uh, video, from what I could tell, um, it was somewhere in the range of 99,999 yen or something like that. So, 100,000 yen? Uh, yeah, thereabouts. It well, was... I don't know what the pat myth is on that. One hundred. I'll look it up. 1,000 yen, $2. So he was able to get it and... Um, $950. Okay. And then had it dumped. Uh, so the game that was dumped was uh, Space School. And I think there might be multiple in that series. But Space School um, is a educational math game uh, with a futuristic setting. Um, it's very video gamey looking. Your students on like a space station. Uh, and the graphics are awesome on it. It looks great, and the sound chat, uh, track is fantastic, too. So these are exciting discoveries. The um, adapter itself actually adds uh, expansion RAM. Um, wow, okay. Yeah, it, it adds expansion RAM. Uh, so unlike, say, the Aladdin Deck Enhancer, uh, Aladdin Deck Enhancer, which does jack shit, which existed only to put another <laughs> gate between a game and a system. Uh, this isn't just so that the games can't run without it. It actually adds more RAM to it. Um, two microchips for eight kilobytes of the RAM. By extension. the way, the Russian geek video, it's in Russian, but there are English uh, captions you can click on. I'll, yeah. We'll link that here. So here real quick, it's a hardware extension to the Famicom. Uh, let me get all uh, providing extra technical capabilities consists of RAM for upgraded graphics and then come on they uh, video ROM with the graphics of the fonts for the symbols um, software ROM with the system libraries and two microchips eight kilobyte for the RAM extension so that's all in the adapter itself um, gotcha. main RAM and PPU RAM um, oh and then there's a, a Konami VRC5 chip in there as well you say what that does VRC the VRC5, I believe, is um, it's. I think that's a mapper. I don't know, but it's a. Uh, um, Does it add like extra scrolling? It, it, effects, it controls everything else. Is, okay. Yeah. So it controls everything else. Yeah, I mean, this looks like it's like one of them. I mean, just looking at this, just looking at some of the video. This is like, yeah, this is like one of those late release sort of NES games, like Kirby's Adventure. Like, like wow, they really. Pulled as much much out of the NES that they possibly could. Yeah, no, it's legitimately gorgeous looking. Like it's it's a really nice looking um, game, and it has you doing math equations and stuff like that. I didn't, uh, I to be honest, I didn't it, look into a lot it, of what the game. How is. How does it compare to Space Shuttle Project? That's the key. Well, I that's mean, that's the key. You're we got to translate this. We got to get a ROM hack. You're, you're comparing apples and oranges. We got it. We. <laughs> <laughs> space school, space shuttle project. I'm learning to go to space, Ian. All right, a lot of Either the, way. a lot of the, a lot of the math takes place on a blue screen. Eh, it's not super interesting, but the students are very cute looking. Oh yeah, I saw that before on the video. So very in depth video uh, by the Russian geek here. So it's it's uh, impressive. I'll just say this: I love how he's playing. They, they, they show like the knockoff Russian Famicom they're playing in the videos. You yeah, see yeah. how cheap it uh -huh. looks. No, it looks like a PS One. It's, like it's got like teal teal buttons on it. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like a PS1. Uh, and I believe, let's see, that they uh, also got some dumps from someone else. 
Uh, yes, what's especially cool is that Russian Geek's purchase of an adapter allowed some other entries in the Space School series, which had been previously dumped but were never playable, to now be compatible with emulators as well. Because they had to get the information so from the, the adapter? The adapter. The adapter was, is that rare, huh? Because, like I said, it was, this wasn't a retail thing. So Yeah, apparently the adapter is rarer than the cartridges, which makes sense. Um, yeah, that makes sense. They would have made more of them. Uh, so... And there it is. And uh, if you just want to see footage of video of Space School in action, uh, there is a video of this Kotaku article that was put together by my pal Frank Cifaldi. Uh, and you can check out what it looks like in the music and all that. So let you know how, how just you know strange of a thing this was. This is something I never heard of this adapter before. No, I've never, never, heard, never of heard of it. And let's see. It looks like there was even one made for uh, employees of an oil company. Yeah. One of these cards. That's, that's like a, such a strange thing. I would love to see that one. And the only, and then it links to a Kotaku article from 2008 <laughs> to explain that. It's called The Gentle Physics and Science of Hazardous Materials. <laughs> Developed right. for, a, for, a, for a petroleum uh, company. Bidding started at uh, $10.50 on Yahoo Auctions, and it closed for $4,213 in 2008. So this is how rare uh, you know, these titles are. Now, again, this is something I never even heard of this adapter for. The, the QDA or the QD? <laughs> the QDA. QTA. Now I want to see, see this oil game now. Yeah, I really want to see this. I want to see the petroleum game. Mm-hmm. All right, so check out uh, Russian Geek's uh, video. Take a look at the article. Get educated. It's a very in-depth article. They blur out the face of some developer for some reason or some guy working on it. I think it's the guy who's dumping the ROMs. Okay, they blur his face out. I don't know if they changed the sound of his voice there. All right, moving on. FlexPro Meals is a meal delivery company that sends healthy pre-made meals to your doorstep. Their goal isn't to give you salad, but epic recipes, entrees uh, you may have grown up on that they make healthier versions of. Eating healthy is a lifestyle change, not a two-week gimmick, so it's their responsibility to go the extra mile, giving us the most value with realistic and tasty meal options at a good price. And they are tasty, Ian. They have a weight loss fat trimmer plant in the lean muscle larger portion plan for us beefy guys and gals out there. Some of the most popular entrees are the smoked brisket mac, delicious, breakfast burrito, delicious. Uh, the grilled fish and chips is a staple now. My Flex Pro Meals diet plan, <laughs> not diet plan, meal plan. And the list goes on and on. What, Ian, what have you liked recently from Flex Pro Meals? I really like the uh, the uh, taco bowl, the chipotle bowl. Chipotle bowl is really good. Those, those two are two of my favorites. Um, so, yeah, Flex Pro, for 20% off on your first order, use code CUPODCAST when you visit flexpromeals.com. They'll give you 20% off on your first order. With the code CU podcast. Twenty percent off Ian. That's right. <laughs> At com. All right. Uh Ian Pat. Um we didn't talk about this new Evercade handheld when it was announced. I don't know if we missed the announcement of this or if it was just sort of floated by us. I don't know why we didn't. Because these sorts of systems, to be frankly honest with you, come out all the time. Especially in the handheld market, you see a lot of it. It could have easily passed us by in a way that we thought it might have been another like um, I don't know, like they made the uh, the portable Atari flashback. They made the sure. Genesis okay. ones. It's Fair a portable enough. system playing retro games, so sure. I, I can see why that would have skated by. Okay, so but this one is a little more ambitious, and and I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be perfectly honest. I, I I'm not gonna be trashing this on the service because I actually think this isn't a horrible idea. Um. Uh, so it's Evercade. It's a brand new handheld console with unique multi-game retro cartridges. 
from leading games publishers and console platforms. So it connects to your TV via HDMI. Um, it's a 4.3 inch screen. It's a decent size screen for something like this. Decent. Uh, cartridges, 8-bit and 16-bit games. So uh, there's a trailer on here. There's a couple of different editions on here. This is going to cost um, $80 US with one cart. Premium is $100 with three carts. The carts are going to cost you $20 each. So connect to your TV via HDMI. Um, collectible elements, I guess I mean like trophies, achievements. No internet required. Yours to keep forever. Save your progress. Okay, celebrate the classics. So they already have a bunch of uh, multi-carts announced here. If you want to go through them here. Okay. There's a list in the site here. So let's see. Where does the list begin? Cartridges. And there's several announced. They have the Atari Collection 1 and Atari Collection 2, the Data East Collection 1, the Interplay Interplay Collection. Okay, I want to see what titles are on that. Um, Interplay Collection 2, the Mega Cats Studios Collection, Namco Mu- uh, Museum 1 for Ian, Namco Museum 2 for Ian, and the Pico Interactive Collection, which is probably a bunch of the stuff... You know, a bunch of stuff that they uh, bought, stuff that they re-released before, like Iron Commando, yeah, Jim Power, The Immortal. Because there's Dragon no Dude system Dragon. in this day and age that does not not have something Pico Interactive on it. Hey, he, he grinds Eli oh from yeah, Pico. He is, He's a grinder. <laughs> he rises He's working. <laughs> okay, so, so, okay, so uh, looking at the Interplay one, I'm just interested in the Interplay ones. You get, like, Claymates, Earthworm Jim, C2, or Clay Fighter 2. The Adventures of Rad Gravity, really? That's that's an Interplay one. Uh, the Brainies and Prehistoric Man on, on Interplay Volume uh, One. Uh, you get uh, Earthworm Jim, Clay Fighter, Boogerman, Battle Chess, and more. So not all announced. Okay, so we'll just say about six games, six or seven games for twenty bucks here. That's about what you're looking at here. And then for the Atari ones, we'll just say Atari Collection 1. The Namco Collection 1 brings 11 games. Okay. So I, I, it seems like they, they, they tried to piece them out based on what you think, I mean, the, the value of the them. The value! Um, Atari Collection 1 has 20 games. It's interesting, but it's also, uh, it's it's the same packs that we've been seeing, we've seen released on other systems, um, you know, Data East has done collections. They have the uh, the plug and play. So these are good games, but it's it's nothing it's nothing that we have yet to see. Uh, although the Mega Cat Studios one, um, they do a lot of homebrew stuff for the NES. They do newer stuff. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> that up? that actually looks like it's pretty interesting, and 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 that's definitely one that is not. They, I don't believe they've done a multi-cart type thing. Yet. Oh wow! So they've that's got log, a... that's log jammers, little Medusa, coffee, coffee crisis, crisis, which is good. Old towers. Yeah, that's a great value. There's like ten games on there at least. Three. So six. that one does yeah. seem to be a yeah. That's a pretty good deal. The right value, there. Ian, on that one's probably really good. Uh, yeah, those are those are newer games. These they are not just you know re, you know ports or not ports. They're they're not just you know re-releases there. Uh, a little disappointed, I'm not going to lie, about the Atari ones because they're not arcade games. They're just 7,800 and 2,600 games mm-hmm. on there. I but th- like I said, this is this is stuff that's been hashed out before. Yeah, these are, they could do new stuff. Did you, with you say asteroids? Hashed out. out. Um, they could do new stuff, but it's they haven't yet. Now, these Evercade, the multi-game cartridge, the Namco collection. Um, what does the Namco one got here? So um, it's... Galaxian, Pac-Man, Xevious, Mappy, Dig Dug, uh, Star... Star Luster? 
Oh, Star Luster, yes. Um, Battle Cars, Metal Machines, uh, Ribble Rabble, Quad Challenge, and Mappy Kids. So I would point out that these are the Famicom versions. Oh. Okay. Which. That's disappointing. Yeah. I guess they're cheaper to get. I guess. But or yeah, those those port. those look like the Famicom cartridges. They've even got the numbering on them. Okay, and then Collection Two has Draga, Galaga, Dig Dug, Warp Man. I don't think I ever played a Warp Man. Uh, Burning Force, Pack Attack, Dragon Spirit, Splatterhouse Three, Splatterhouse Two. Well, that's interesting. Uh, at least Weapon Lord, which is uh, Super probably the Super Nintendo version. I don't think that was an arcade game. Weapon Lord, uh, and then Felios. That's that's actually a really interesting collection. That's a that mishmash. second collection is is very interesting. I like Burning Force a lot, but the um, fact that you get Splatterhouse two and three, which I those weren't arcade games, right? That's just Genesis. Yeah, Weapon Lord, which is a you know a Super they did Nintendo a Genesis, they did a Genesis version of it as well. Of Weapon Lord, mm-hmm. okay, it's pro- maybe it's the Genesis version, and then you get Dragon's Spirit, Felios, which I never played, but you can probably play a good shooter. Weapon, uh, yeah, uh, Felios is great. Um, so that's actually really interesting mishmash of games or anything else um so here you go but here's the thing so you know do people like using cartridges absolutely the reason why i don't dismiss this on the service is because you know if, if this is something that's portable you don't have to worry about wi-fi on a plane or whatever you know you can just have your little carts and for games like this that are simple 20 dollars isn't isn't a bad price for getting a collection of like 10 12 games and the system like itself is cheap um the system itself is supposed to be about um i believe it's supposed to be 80 us yep yep I've said that before so so i guess at this point it's just seeing how well made the, the console is once it comes out to really pass more judgment i don't think this is unreasonable to ask 20 dollars uh, for these collections uh, you may not like them, but I, I I don't think they're they're going too over the top here. So that brings that brings the collection of games total that's available in the system to a, uh, it's 115 games between the what is it st- nine carts they announced uh, so far here. So okay, that's all I have to say about it right now. I, I don't think it's a terrible idea. The price is reasonable. People love um, portables. Yeah, portables to me to me physical media with portables is different than a console, just because again you're traveling around with it. If you if you want to you know there's something about putting a portable cartridges in i get it and these are simple games i'm just disappointed that there's not going to be atari port uh, excuse me arcade ports of some of these games that i think they should get those on there. yeah it'd be it i'm interested in seeing it i just um i don't know i i have a feeling much like we didn't see this initially when it came out i have a feeling that this has a significant chance to get lost in the shuffle because of that yeah, well just because of yeah i mean it's just another handheld that's out there um by the way did you look through the pico interactive pack it's a pretty interesting Mishmash of games, too. Oh, yeah. I went through them real quick. You, you, you're not listening to me? I went through them. Same again, though, real quick. Uh, so Brave Battle, Water Margin, uh, Dork and Imp, Switchblade, Way of the Exploding Fist, uh, Nightshade. Okay, I didn't go through them. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think you did, because I would have remembered that. <laughs> Nightshade's Nightshade, on there? Nightshade's on there, but guess what else is on there? Will Harvey's The Immortal is also on there. No, I did say that before. I said The Immortal. I said Dragon View. I said Iron Commando. I did okay. say that well, before. then you missed... Uh, I missed out missed on Nightshade. That's a weird mix, too. Well, these, again, these are... Way of the Exploding Fist, which which uh, that was like a, a pirate pirate NES game, I believe. <laughs> That's going to be on there. Uh, Pico's buying anything they can get their hands on. None of these games make sense together as a collection. They're all entirely different. Eli wakes up and says... 
Rise and grind, baby. Time to get that bread. Eight eyes. Are, we love eight eyes. <laughs> <laughs> we so. do like eight eyes. Well, the Immortals, not the NES one, it looks like. It looks like a PC version or something. Uh, probably Genesis. Genesis one? I never played it. Dragon View. Power Punch 2. Okay, that's why I didn't go through the whole... Power Pigs of the Dark Age. Rare uh, any uh, r- rare Super Nintendo game. All right, all right. Iron Commando, which didn't come out here. The Humans. These are some like uncommon Super Nintendo games. Okay, all, all right. right. And then Magic Girl, no description, and Top Racer. So okay, you get twenty. You get twenty Pico games of goodness in collection okay. one. <laughs> all right, I think I want to try out that Pico collection. Not gonna lie there. Definition of an appetizer platter, right there. Uh, appetizer. You, that's a. Uh, you want that's a buffet. Uh, you want uh, the mozzarella sticks? No onion rings. No chicken fingers. I was maybe say, French fries. That's a Bellagio buffet right there. It's Small breakfast, there. lunch, or dinner. <laughs> okay. All right. Moving on here. Okay, Ian. So yes, uh, uh, a Kickstarter for a, a Switch device. Ian, real quick, did we ever get our our vertical Switch dock? No. I have to look into that. How much I guess. money are you out of? Twenty bucks there. Twenty five. You never contacted. The I did, and I, I but I couldn't get anything when I tried to get. I couldn't access like the uh, the Kickstarter order. You couldn't access it. You couldn't log in. Yeah, I don't know. That, that was through Fan Gamer, right? Yeah. Well, I'll that, figure it out anyway. But this is another one that we hopefully it's probably on me. But the money okay. was taken. The money was taken. No product. But this is one where I want them to take my money. There's ten days left. We record this. It's Genki Covert Dock for the Nintendo Switch. A tactical stealth dock hidden inside a portable uh, GA, GAN charger. Not sure what that uh, stands for. We're, we're setting the dock free so that any television is your playground. Yeah, so this is neat. I don't know what that means about any television. I thought any television would be. I guess because it's easier to travel with. Yes. So it's a small device that will plug into the wall. You can run... Um, the uh, cord from your uh, you can run a USB-C to USB from your switch into the device and then run the HDMI cable out of the device and onto the TV Um, and that way it creates a very uh, small easy to use um, dock that you can take on road trips uh, conventions Um, it's it's much easier and you don't have to worry yeah. about um, screwing up your actual dock. I mean, technically, it's not even a dock because you're not docking the system. You're just you're just transferring cables to to this device to pass through the video to a TV. It's brilliant. Well, and it's a charger too. It does yeah. everything. It's 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 gorgeous. And from what I saw in the video, you can do this with any device that you know any use as a pass through for anything. Oh, for, yeah. Nice. So, so this isn't just for the Nintendo Switch. You can do this with with anything. I guess that has an HDMI. Uh, output or, or that you know that be I guess I guess it'd have to be compatible with this, uh, especially with the USB C because uh, well the USB C is that's for charging not many things you use the USB C but you can it looks like you can use it as a pass through for HDMI great so that's cool um, their campaign is cute there's some little cute uh, graphics here uh, talking about how it's a stealth charger and a uh, solid snake would use it um, shows Kirby Kirby eating the giant dock <laughs> Kirby eating the giant dock and it turns into the covert dock so, uh, so yeah you just uh, yeah. simply plug the switch into the covert dock then plug an HDMI cable to the TV basically the same way the, the, the switch dock works it's just a yeah. a base here so yeah it looks cool and this is going to cost uh, let's see how much is this going to cost Ian it's going to cost early bird is gone that was probably gone in like an hour so this is going to cost you $59, no longer available. That's even gone. So it's going to cost you, what's the most popular one? Uh, oh, batch two, $59. Oh, okay. It's going to cost you. 
That's really reasonable. Um, because Nintendo Switch docks, I think, are... More than that. I think they're like 80 to 100. Nope, right here. Uh, Nintendo Switch AC adapter and dock, 89.99. And then Apple various adapters if you wanted to do a similar thing, uh, $137. So this is uh, this is awesome. No, this is worth... And, and this also, not just the solution of your traveling, what if you just have a second TV in your house? That right. you, don't want, you don't want to lug your big... You know, if you want to go upstairs to your bedroom, you you don't want to deal with it. It's very reasonable for if the, if the technology works and it looks like it, it does. Uh, you know, um, yeah, this is this is fantastic. I'm I'm surprised Nintendo wouldn't have thought of something like this themselves. Maybe the fact that it's it's you know they figured out well, it's not proprietary. It's not like hidden inside a big vault of plastic. They don't want people screwing around with it, right? And you know, reverse engineering. But obviously, they reverse engineered the dock to make this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or or did something. To get this going, so they they've raised one point four million dollars. Holy shit! With twenty one thousand fifty backers at this point, and it, it keeps going up while we talk about this. And the goal is for fifty thousand. So they they blew that. That out was like probably the water. minimum manufacturing, you know, with tooling and everything else. And so they show people playing at a bar on a big screen. Yeah, they show a presentation. So you see a, you see a woman using it uh, just to show probably something from like a computer or something else. Uh, show people on the couch, and uh, so the, the so the, here's the thing: the only thing that <laughs> what so you look at that thing work, and you look at the the um, the presentation. How Genki will dominate pockets around the world, and it shows like a banana. <laughs> it shows like a banana. It shows a banana. <laughs> I missed that. So the only thing that this doesn't have does it come with a stand? No, but that's that's the point. Okay. It's that it's it's small. You don't need the stand. You just plug it in and lay it down and play it that way. Okay, but if you want, needed access to the system for whatever reason, I think I guess they sell little stands you could probably buy. And they do buy tons. Of the, yeah, they do. Uh, Nintendo makes official ones that are metal. Me- metal stands. Mm-hmm. Okay. Finally got one at the uh, Nintendo. Store. Buy a little mini art easel. You can <laughs> you can put it on. Yeah, Hori makes a good one that I use, and then Nintendo makes their own. So it has again foldable prongs, USB C charging. It has the 3.1 accessory port uh, there to connect, and then the HDMI display for the output to whatever your TV there. So yeah, it gets the job done. I, I'm going to be picking one up. Is there? A, can we order two and then hopefully get them? We can go in have these. Is there two? <laughs> it doesn't look like there is. <laughs> Are you going to order one, Ian? I think I probably will get one. Yes. All right, get our get our our, our switch grips. Get our switch grips. It's two years later. <laughs> Send us the switch grips. Damn like it. I said, it, I don't blame them. Uh, did you not fill out the survey? The I episode? did, but I yeah, I just I okay. don't know what happened there. So. so this is a great idea. This is entrepreneurship at its finest, right here. Yes, I, I love this, and uh, <laughs> the names are great too. Uh, covert Doc Global Ops. Get the Covert Doc with Global Adapters. And this is and this is set to ship out. Well, the first batch was December. And so now the, they, I guess they didn't realize how many people would be getting this. So if you get it now, your second batch is going to go out in January. So they probably realize, uh-oh, logistically, we got way too many people want this thing. I wonder if this would be the start of other products. They, they got the capital now. They can do it if this comes out and it's a success. And it's a professional marketing video, too. So there you go. Good on these guys. If this comes out, good for them doing this. And they're based out of L.A. And it's a Kickstarter project we love here. So, um, again, the Genki Covert Dock for Nintendo Switch. 
Mixing various third-party solutions is like navigating a minefield. All right. All right, Ian. Yes. You know we're big hoops fans. Mm-hmm. Preseason should be starting like a, like a couple weeks already for NBA. Oh, good. Because the season starts in October. Right? Is it like late September the preseason starts? I'm 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 on board. I haven't had any reason to live, so uh basketball what? coming back will be amazing. You just, you just went on vacation for two weeks, <laughs> you had tons of pizza. You've had lots of reasons to live, Ian. So um NBA two K twenty is is coming out, Ian. Right? And 2K is the, is the biggest popular basketball series. I, I guess it's coming out because a lot of the stuff we've seen so far is very light on basketball and very heavy on not gambling. Non-gambling, Ian. So um, they said, according to this article in Polygon, the references two years ago how the, how the publisher said a couple years ago they didn't, they didn't look at card packs and loot boxes as constituting gambling. Uh, then they're trying to skirt around it, and obviously with Europe now, now they're 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 really clamping down on loot boxes and gambling elements. It's happening here as well. They're starting to get more and more. Yeah. The you know, ESA is trying to say, well, no, it's not. There's pressure. So you know, you know what doesn't help these big companies, Ian, is when they incorporate direct gambling elements into their you know loot box and card packs in the forms of of casino games. Which apparently were here in some way, shape, or form in uh, 2K19. There was a, a slot machine uh, and a ball drop was added. But it's really just kind of been pushed to the forefront with this. Um... My team, the My Team trailer features two YouTubers, two streamers, excuse me, Cash Nasty, I've heard that name. Um, I think he comments on basketball on Twitter. I think he hates Steph Curry for some reason. He's the one. And Chris LSK London uh, it shows them opening packs of cards on some sort. It looks like some, some some sort of set. They're opening card packs. But then when you go into it, they start playing pachinko and then straight up slot machines and then prize wheels in order to, just I guess... Just a straight up prize wheel. <laughs> so now it's no longer just like, I guess, a random pack of cards virtually. Now it's... You're in addition the, to cards, you can also play games of chance. Is that? And, and I'm guessing that's for money. For money? Uh, well, at, at some, or you're buying, you're purchasing you, something. You to purchase get it. the cards, yes. Okay. Um, so yes, you would probably be using virtual currency to play these. Virtual currency meaning money that you turn into not money. Okay. Right. You're pay, you're paying money to gamble casino games. In 2K20. Just want to make that clear. That's what this is presenting to me. Mm-hmm. With two YouTubers hollering and whooping that they're gambling successfully in the virtual environment. I'm just going to tell you, this this is a horrible video Yeah, it's, it's, for PR. It's one of the worst videos I think I've seen. And I can only imagine that they're getting... I would hope that these YouTubers are getting laced into for this shit. Well, they're paid for to, to probably appear in this video... To act that they're gambling yeah. in the video. So so this video, um, do, do, do you think it did well, Ian, on YouTube? Uh, no. As a matter of fact, the original video doesn't seem to be up there anymore. So they the video got 172,000 views. Uh, thumbs up were 3.5 thousand. Thumbs down were 19,000. That's a bad ratio. <laughs> oh, my God. That's awful. 
Uh, uh, the, the, the top comment says, is this the trailer for Ultimate Gambling Simulator 2020, or is this my team? <laughs> <laughs> the amount of actual basketball shown in the trailer is very little, and it looks cheap. That's the other thing that like jumps out about me. It looks awful. It looks cheesy and cheap, and it looks like a shady casino that you would find in a beach resort. Uh, my team returns to NBA 2K20, this is a description, with daily goals. Come on, come back into the casino every day, get that free buffet. Ian. Mm-hmm. Card leveling. Uh, you level up your cards, I guess, that you get. A reimagined triple threat. I think it's cool if there's actually a three-on-three mode. Uh, li- limited time events. Does that sound familiar? And even more prizes. Enjoy a simplified user experience that both veterans and rookies will appreciate. You mean like gambling rookies? What are they talking about here? <laughs> Press triangle to add what? more money. <laughs> what? And they enlisted the video. That's right. I don't know if they made it public again, but my link had it enlisted originally on the video. Uh, thank <laughs> The comments are great. This is legit gambling. They aren't even trying to hide it anymore. Thank 2K for showing us the easiest way to file lawsuits against you. Uh, it says unlisted because you're afraid of criticism. Sad. No, it's the bad publicity. I mean, they're keeping all the comments here. Wow. Remember all the money you spent last year in gambling packs? Well, do it again because last year's packs are worthless. I don't know anything about that. Is that true? Yeah. That's, so, that's not that's not a surprise. That's, uh, with with the um, my team and the ultimate team stuff that um, uh, EA and 2K do, yeah, that stuff is just for that year. So if you purchased it, you can't... Okay, wow. Does your credits cross over from game to game even? I don't know about your virtual currency. Your VC. Ugh. That I don't know about. But uh, the cards, uh, as far as I know, those all stay with the game for that year. Okay. So, I mean, that would make sense. I'm just, hopefully the currency would pass over, but I don't think the, if the currency doesn't, that's even slimier. That means your ecosystem has, think, a, has an I would think the date. currency probably does transfer. Okay. But while you're looking, I'll, I'll check. I'll, I'll see. Yeah. Okay. So, so this is so. It's not just bad in terms of the service about what this appears to be with the with the landscape that these game companies are facing. EA trying to push back uh, against loot boxes being seen as gambling. I just don't see how a company can do this in any any sort of good faith to realize that this is really really bad. Look. Hello there, All-Star. If you own a copy of NBA 2K18 and now have NBA 2K19 in your video game library, you may be wondering if you can transfer any leftover VC from the former into the latter. You can't transfer VC between oh. versions of NBA 2K. Oh. That not only includes different console versions of the same okay. game, PlayStation 3 to PlayStation 4, Xbox 6, blah, 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 but different entries in the NBA 2K series. Okay, then. So this ecosystem has a time limit. Uh, a basically usefulness yeah. of a year. Remember those baseball cards? You, you remember those 87 tops cards with the wood grain? I didn't throw them out the, into the garbage when 88 tops uglier cards came out. You can keep your cards. The card store that, owners and, wouldn't let you buy a new pack until you threw I, your old I mean, away. That's basically that's, this is what's going on here. <laughs> Holy shit. You gotta throw out your packs of cards if they're unopened. You gotta just toss hey, them. Get rid of them. Wow. Okay. And then why... How insulting. Starting off with, hello there, all-star. <laughs> Is that what they call it? You're an all-star? That's what it says right here. Hello there, all-star. Where was the article I saw about... Oh, Peggy Rating Board explains why it didn't flag NBA 2K20 as gambling. Oh, I want to see the gymnastics done here. Uh, um, why didn't they say they're doing it? Uh, the re- 
Uh, Peggy, Peggy's the rating boards in Europe. Uh, Eurogamer uh, talked to them. They said they had seen the announcement trailer of NBA 2K20 and noticed the controversy it caused. However, the boards represented noted that the controversial imagery played a central role in the trailer, but it may not necessarily do so in the game, which has not yet been released. What? A central role? It, it exists as a core part element of the game, Eight. though. Yes. <laughs> Peggy is correct that this isn't gambling per se and that nothing is really wagered in the slot machine, Wheel of Fortune and Pachinko minigames, uh, and whatever is one has value only as game content. So that's what they're trying to skirt around it, that what you're winning doesn't have monetary value, so it's not gambling? That's what they're trying to say. That, that sounds like Pachinko laws in Japan, where you don't win money, you win balls that you can trade for prizes and then sell for money. Well, these you can't Yeah, but I'm sell. just saying, yeah. Unless it's on Steam. <laughs> You'd be able to probably do it. Uh, for the ASRB, these minigames aren't even simulated gambling. How is it not simulated gambling if it's literally a slot machine, which is a gambling device? I don't know. This is bizarre. They're really, they're really, they're going up to that to the line. They're like tip. They're like peering over that line. Yeah. And saying, "What can we get away with here?" Holy crap! But you know what? It's a consumer that keeps driving this. They're 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 buying into it. It's the addictive nature of us. We we like this shit. Obviously, if it didn't sell, they wouldn't do it, right? Yeah. So so two K uh, all stars out there, don't buy into this garbage. All right. You know you want an awesome my team. You want to get Penny Hardaway in your team or what have you. Hello there, all star. You want to get the ninety five Shack that was incredible. You know you want to get those guys. I don't know. I hear, I hear Ian might be an unlockable. It's a rumor. Uh, I'm hoping so. Ian's a great point guard. Good steal. Good steal stat there. <laughs> right, anything else to add here? This is just unbelievable. No, it's just sad. I mean, I think uh, this is this is this is to me gr- a lot grosser than even the the GTA Online Casino because at least that wasn't trying to hide anything. It's a fucking casino. <laughs> it's a casino. All right, Ian, we have a Patreon. We do. We'll talk about How do you access the Patreon, Ian? You go to patreon.com slash podcast and um, put the money in the slot. Like, it's a vending machine. It's a dollar? Yep. Yep. Press A4 and... Uh, you get a nice cold Coke out for yeah. $1.25. <laughs> you, you get Ian Wright's there. You get Ian's monthly Google Hangouts. And you get a weekly Patreon poll topic. I will be uh, writing up a recipe for baked zucchini uh, at some point today or tomorrow. You're not going to write up your Intellivision Amico apology for us to see there? No. Why'd you got to ruin it? Um, No, I'm going to deal with it. Okay. Uh, We apologize, of course. Profusely. Profusely. So in third place on the poll topic, what type of museums would take retro game donations? 15%. Kind of surprised it was that low. Um, At 33%, strong. Why aren't there more free demos being offered for digital games? It's a very thoughtful question. And in first place, 52%, favorite fast foods. That was a filler question. That was a filler question. <laughs> but but as but as we've seen with certain uh, food topics, um, they, they can apparently do well, well. So I've pulled up a list of the 23 biggest fast food chains oh, in America. Is it linked? And we're going to go link through there. them. Put the link in there for me, Ian. Put in the... Hold on. I'm getting it there for you. Okay, get, get it in there. Uh, it's... Here. Uh, Paste it in for me. There it is. Paste it's under topic is. limbo. Under topic limbo. Because okay. this should have stayed in limbo. <laughs> wow. Wow, Ian's rejecting the, the, <laughs> the patron's choice. Hey, it was my this choice. Is, it, was, it was the one I suggested. This is, the, so. this is the democracy. All right. 
Subway is the first one, and Subway can eat my whole asshole. So uh, that's, that's that's number one. That's how I feel. It, it's twenty three biggest fast oh, food biggest. changes. Okay, yeah. Su- Subway I eat at once a year, and that's, it's almost always out of desperation. It's never a first choice for a sandwich. Subway has a smell. Every location, really? every Subway smells the same, and that smell carries with me. Like I just I can't. I can't do it. Subway is disgusting. There's a million and one better sandwich options. Sure. Sure. You go to Jersey Mike's. Hell, you go to Quiznos. Or you go to... uh, We don't have Blimpies around here. I used to love Blimpies on the East Coast. Is there Blimpies in California? Not that I've seen, no. Okay. I love Blimpies. You know why? Because I'm getting hungry. Intermittent fasting. Uh, Subway, at least their reputation is they they weigh out the meat. or They know how many slices. You got to double the meat. At Subway, you have to even have a sandwich. Right. Worthy, right? Uh huh. Otherwise, you're eating you're, fucking lettuce you're, and bread. You're eating doughy bread rolls. <laughs> but you know what? They, I did have a, they did have a breakfast sandwich I had at Subway. It actually was decent. I will say that. It, it got the job done. All right. So that's Subway. McDonald's. McDonald's is there. I have uh, I is have there? I have an unfortunate love of fast food fish sandwiches. So I do uh, love the filet of fish. And... The quarter pounder with cheese—it's not as bad as people say. But I eat McDonald's three, four times a year, um, and there are more Subways than McDonald's, according to this. Yeah, that's wow. Nuts. Well, because Subway has that really bizarre, like uh, hyper predatory franchising thing, where like you can stack Subways on top of each other, and they'll just eat each other well, until but, one well, exists. I guess there's, there's not a lot of overhead with sandwiches, right. probably too. Starbucks? I don't. I don't yeah, well, you, I, Starbucks I, fast food. Sorry. Continue. Can I talk about yes. McDonald's? Yes. Can, yes. can I finish? I mean, McDonald's to me is it just has to exist to be around, even though I rarely <laughs> eat there. It's like twice a year I'll get McDonald's or like at an airport I'll get like the I, I like like the, the like a McMuffin something that, that ties you over. Yeah. But then if I add a McDonald's, I say, you know, I have to remember what an almost real burger tastes like. I guess they, they finally changed the meat out of McDonald's. You know, the they McDonald's did. burger tastes like nothing else. No other burger. Right. And so I have to remind myself that, you know, it, it's a weird taste. But then you realize afterwards I shouldn't have eaten McDonald's. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. I love those pressed pickles that are pressed into the bun that are imprinted like a shoe print. That's how I feel about there. the Quarter Pounder with cheese. It's it's a it's, it's a, a reliable burger. I used, but... to, I used to love the Big Mac, though. I used to love it. All right, Starbucks to me is not fast food. It's, I, it's pass. They're a drug dealer. Dunkin' Caffeine, Donuts. It's a, it's a drug dealer. What, Starbucks. Dunkin' Donuts. Whatever. No, 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 not whatever. Dunkin' Donuts is great. Uh, I mean, they, 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 Starbucks doesn't have delicious donuts and munchkins and breakfast sandwiches. It's like two for four dollars for a croissant. Breakfast sandwich. Dunkin' Donuts is my go-to uh, traveling, especially when you go to any sort of uh, airport on the East Coast. you got to hit Dunkin' Donuts. They're playing up egg and cheese is all right. They're all good. Yeah. They're all good. Uh, so, yeah, Dunkin' Donuts is strong. They're, they're finally on the West Coast here. Pizza Hut's not fast food to me. And it's, the pizza's disgusting. It, it's gross. Burger King? I kind of I like forget, Burger King. I forget that Burger King exists. We don't have a lot of them around here. No. There's one There's one over here, but we don't have a lot of them around. Uh, it, I... I always there's less than half of the McDonald's here. Um, the I always loved the Whopper was always to me the best. The yeah. flame broiled thing, I don't know if it was fresh or not, but the flame broiled thing was for real. It wasn't just on a shitty, you know, giant fry sheet. It was flame broiled. So I always like Burger King. I was people like McDonald's fries uh, better. Uh, I was a Burger King. I remember Burger King having. I've been to Burger King in ten years. And I want to go. Did you say I, McBurger King? I always did. I almost did. I always remember Burger King having better milkshakes than McDonald's. 
I, that, I, oh, that's true. Yes. I always remember that. Mm-hmm. Always McDonald's having really weak milkshakes. They were just like, just that they're soft, serve you to wait for it to melt, basically. When I was growing up in Buffalo, Burger King was represented just about as much as McDonald's. Same, on, same in New Jersey. There was almost a one for one. Um, and I, I liked Burger King better than McDonald's. Out here, so though, I, there's like four of them. There's not that many? Yeah. All right. Taco Bell. I've only been to Taco Bell once in my life. I am. I know people swear by Taco Bell. I don't know. I can't be in San Diego. It'd be a sin if I went to a Taco Bell instead of a mom and pop Mexican place. I fucking so. love Taco Bell. Every once in a while, Vani does too. It's just it's not Mexican food. It's Taco Bell. Um, it's because uh, they, the, they do their own creations that don't exist in nature. Right. Exactly. And that's the thing when you look at a Taco <laughs> Bell menu. The problem with Taco Bell is not a lot of variety. You think there's a lot of variety, but it's it's a hundred things made with the same five things: beans, cheese, tortillas. sour cream, beef, and tortillas. So the only thing can I- we make an octagon shell with triple layers? <laughs> the only thing I can ever we do order that? from there is uh, the beefy five layer burrito because it's all of those ingredients just thrown in a tortilla. And here. You, you shit. Is it pretty it. fast? Can they make it like eight It's eight fast. Minutes? Yes, it's very fast. Because one time I went to one in New Jersey, it took like 25 minutes. I was like, what the hell's going on? I thought this was fast food. It depends. Because in New Jersey, not a lot of Mexican restaurants in New Jersey. So that was all you had, but I only been to one of them. So I'm actually surprised there's almost as many Taco Bells as Burger Kings. I think that's the same company. Um, both. Taco Bell, KFC, Burger. and Pizza Hut. Oh, it's Pizza Hut? Yeah. Okay. Because sometimes they do combos, right? Yeah. They'll be like a Taco Bell Pizza Hut or Basking Robins Pizza Hut. They'll be like combos of things. Right. Together, all right. Um, Wendy's is my Wendy's is is the greatest. Wendy's is fantastic. Wendy's is amazing. Wendy's Wendy's didn't have Wendy's was great because you know they they made fun of everyone who said, "Hey, our 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 beef is fresh now." And Wendy's like, "We always had fresh beef, yeah, for our burgers." Like, how is that not a thing? And they were the OG before it was the value. Remember, they were the first dollar menu like fifteen years ago. Me and my cousin would go. Were they? Because McDonald's oh. had the 88-cent menu way, way back then. The 2003 they did? Before that. that really? Was high school. The 88-cent menu was high school. Was that nationwide, though? Yes. I don't remember that, uh, being a local. It was the 88-cent value menu. Okay. Was, was it a good value menu, or it was just like I mean, it was fine, but, but right. Wendy's, okay. I will say this, okay. Wendy's dollar menu was the best one. Now it's like value, because everything's like $2 now because of inflation. This is what we would do for the Wendy's. We, we would make a smorgasbord. Ready? Mm-hmm. You got your McNuggets for a dollar. You got your your you know your, your bacon uh, cheeseburgers and your bacon cheeseburger. You get your baked potato for a dollar if you want. You get your chili. You get your drink. You get your small fries. Then you get your frosty for dessert. Jesus. I, I think I, I think we did that once. I, maybe not the baked potato. I think I got just the chili. I've done that. Though. I've done a seven-course dollar menu meal with my cousin <laughs> before and it's glorious and it's good and even the chili's good the fries are, are you know they're not mcdonald's fries but you know they're decent and the burgers are great and i will say this and now they have the snack wrap the snack wrap is legit grilled snack wrap is good too that's the chicken finger with the stuff essentially no but it's that. grilled though yeah it's delicious though um it's, it's a nice piece of meat chicken i love wendy's and the thing i'll always give them credit for is having a goddamn baked potato on the menu. Yeah, I freaking love a baked and the salad. They, they're the first ones really have like the salads there that were, were sure. worth a damn. And and of course our Twitter account is magical. And uh, did you, did you listen to the mixtape that came out a year or two ago? It was great. No, it was legit. It was great. So Wendy's will always be my favorite. I, always, I wish there was one locally. We said we have, we have a shitty Jack in the Box local here. Hopefully that's not on the list here. 
What's next year? Uh, Domino's. Is Domino's better than Pizza Hut? I always forget. If I, these better. days, I think so, yes. Because they, they did the rebrand, relaunch yeah. six, seven years ago. It's like, oh, we're, we got real cheese we're, Yeah, we're, we're using real cheese and real tomatoes. All right. Dairy Queen. I don't normally count Dairy could, Queen. I've heard people that swear by Dairy Queen uh, burgers as being good back in the day. But I, I do I've love heard a it. blizzard. Do love a blizzard. But that's not fast. I mean, is ice cream fast food? It's not food. It's well, fast they, dessert. A lot of them do like burgers. And I know. Fast food I, I, I know. But that's why it's like, why is the blizzard upside down? All oh, because it. Oh, let's that's put it this to way. show how thick they are. I, I'd have a six pack if I didn't. If blizzards didn't exist, if I can tell you the amount of blizzards I've eaten in my life, they're so good. So, good. And, and of course, it's like the the friendlies frenzies, the same thing, and then other. It's the, the soft McFlurry. serve with, with a pound of candy in it. Mm-hmm. Peanut butter cup, Reese's pieces. All right, All right I, I love so, Dairy Queen. So the next one. Uh, is pizza, but I'm going to say something about it. It's Little Caesars. Little Caesars is five fucking dollars, and you get what you pay for for that it's five bad. dollars. It's, it's fine. Bad. It's bad. It's fine, sure. and the owner of Little Caesars paid Rosa Parks' rent until the day she okay. died. That's admirable. I will say this. And the food is, it's, it's five dollars. You can't expect it to be good, but it fills your stomach. Admirable has nothing to do with the food quality. <laughs> Little Caesars in the 90s was a pizza disruptor because when they yes. got bigger in the early 90s when it was like fucking disruptor. it was because because even in new jersey because we had pizza there were some pizza huts and Domino's in new jersey even though there was a you know you, you'd be no reason to go to because you have real pizzerias everywhere but it was two pizzas for like eight bucks nine bucks a uh, one pizza cost you like 10 back then it's still two and, pizzas for ten dollars today no no, no. But the, it wasn't the almost pizzas. They were real pizzas, like big pizzas you got then. And they were good quality. Maybe because it was New Jersey, the ingredients were, were, were more similar to, you know, a pizzeria's pizzas. But I, we were, me and my, my dad, we got them every Sunday. Uh, we got them every Sunday for mm. like a year. Because it's like, oh, two for ten. Pack and eat four slices and get even fatter when he's nine years old. Anyway, th- they were good pizzas. I remember in the 90s. I don't know about today, but I remember they were good at the time. That's all. Not the five dollar one. A regular little Caesar's pizza. Do people buy regular pizzas or they go going for the five dollar one? You can I buy. Know. I mean, they do other stuff. It's all cheap. You can do like a deep dish for seven. Uh, KFC is up next. I'm not a fried chicken guy, so I'll, I'll pass. I love fried stuff. chicken, but KFC. Uh, there's better options, and I'm sure we'll probably see well, some of Popeyes them. Popeyes is going to show up. Popeyes on is better, and uh, I like Church's chicken. Let's see what we all get. Right. Sonic. No, we had no Sonics. There's no Sonics on in the tri-state area. Um, there's only one or two in San Diego County itself. There's one in Pacific Beach. I have I only ate there once. I thought it was okay. There's three now. There's, there's three? Yeah. I love the fact that they still do a drive-in thing where no one else does that. You give them props for that. They still have the, the roller skating, uh, like waitresses, I think, at some location. So I think that's a cute idea to still do that. Of course, they're famous for their drinks. They have, like, their after eight or nine, it's like half-price drinks, and they have, like, all the different shakes, and they have the... You know, so that's cool. I can't comment on the food quality. I can't. Sonic, um, it was a letdown. I, I I like the idea of Sonic, but the food is not good. The commercials are fantastic. The, the drinks are good. I, I do like the drinks. I love me a slushy cherry limeade yeah, and they, all they, that crazy like 30, shit. They have like 30 different varieties of yeah. slushies and it, milkshakes. It, and The drinks are great, but the food, not so much. Not so much there. Arby's. I have no experience with Arby's. Arby's. They've got the meat. Um. Arby's is sandwich, a very right? weird, almost roast beef sandwich. Um, I haven't eaten Arby's in forever. I liked it when I was younger. We have the guy from Archer doing the, uh, the commercial campaign right now. Okay, sorry. Papa John's, literally the worst fast food pizza that you can get. The um, worst. It, I don't, it congeals within 10 minutes. I've is never it worse seen than pizza. Domino's? Yes. I thought it was better when I had it in New Jersey. We ordered it once because it was like 
it was cheap and local. I don't know My what it did. is, but that stuff when it cools down, it's 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 out of this world. It's out of this world. It's out of this world. I've never seen okay. any actual substance act I, like that. I've only had it probably once or twice in my life. I can't comment. I've probably had it more than I've had Pizza Hut, believe it or not. I can't tell you what Pizza Hut tastes like. Really? Probably. Domino's, I can, t- I can tell you how Domino's tastes like because we'd have Domino's Day at the Catholic school where you'd put in, oh, it's Domino's Day. You'd have pizza slices like twice a year from Domino's. Everyone thought it was the best thing ever. You know, it was Domino's. You know, there was a, a real pizzeria down the road that we should have ordered from. In Catholic school, they did. Uh, they got pizza from Picasso's Pizza. And we, had a, pizza and we had a McDonald's Day. That's healthy for kids to have. Order your McDonald's food, kids, in the cafeteria. <laughs> uh, Jimmy John's. Uh, the owner is a douchebag. Yeah, the owner is an asshole, and I have no other experience than that. I mean, how do you screw up sandwiches? I don't know, but I bet you he could. Uh, Baskin Robbins have less experience with Baskin Robbins. We have one over here, a couple of them. Pretty, good. I mean, it's good ice cream. It's yeah, fine. It's fine. I don't. They don't have food though. There, do they? Uh, no. It's not. But it's not, it's ice cream is not fast this, food. This list is strange. Cold Stone and Creamy is, is not fast food. Chipotle. Ugh. Chipotle is that thing. See, I think Chipotle versus Taco Bell. I'd rather take it versus Taco Bell. Chipotle, Taco Bell's like, yeah, we're not. Whew, we are not authentic. Don't worry about it. This place wants to be authentic, but it just fails so miserably. It's just like a, it's just like a that cafeteria this, line of this. Yeah, this is my true like. If I'm gonna get Chipotle, why wouldn't I just go someplace and get a real burrito? I tell you what, though, you get a lot, a lot of bang for your buck at Chipotle, though. Those oh, I, burritos are like. Like the size of your head. I got uh, misdelivered some Chipotle uh, at work the one day. Oh, really? Yeah. It's and, Christmas. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I was amazed. Like I picked it up, and the thing's like a freaking football. Yeah, it's 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 a lot. It's a lot of value. It is, but yeah, it, it's like you know assembly line burritos. It's like Subway, but a burrito. Do you want this? Do you want this? I had to tell my this? ex. I had to tell my ex to stop bringing over. Chipotle, she'd get the bowls, you know, yeah. without the, without the, so no carbs. Because I said, like, I can't eat this thing. This thing's gigantic. Right. There's just, like, rice and beans and meat and avocado. I mean, I mean, if, if you're starving, it, it'll, 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 it'll do you. Right. Absolutely. All right. Uh, next, what do we got? Here? Jack in the Box. All right. Jack. No. The answer is Jack no. in the Box has a weird reputation, I think, for a reason. Yeah. That, that it's, like, the bottom, bottom barrel. Yeah. Burgers? It it's cheap as shit. I heard the tacos are actually decent. That's what I've heard. The tacos never... are unique. They're unique. They give you get a free taco. I think if uh, at the Padres game they give out a t- uh, was it you get a free taco of what happens? Is like a certain thing that has to happen, like a home run or something. <laughs> I forget. They give you a voucher when you when you walk. At least they used to do that. If 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 I'm ever forced to go through a Jack in the Box drive through on a trip or something like that, I will get the tacos. They do not taste like tacos, but they taste like something. 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 <laughs> Okay. Uh, Popeyes. I have no experience with the Popeyes. Now they're getting the news because now they have their the, the new chicken sandwich. They give Chick fil A a run for their money. Popeyes is fantastic. The red beans and rice is one of my absolute favorite fast food sides. It's delicious. There's as many Popeyes as there are Jack in the Boxes. Wow. Um, but I haven't had the new sandwich, but the chicken is good. Uh, is, it, it's, a, it's a better fried chicken? Yes, it's better fried chicken. It's better than KFC? Oh, absolutely. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, way better than KFC. Spices, spices are better. It's cleaner. Mm-hmm. They have like shrimp too. They have, that's the thing. They have other stuff. It's like a Cajun thing too. So you got like shrimp in there. Yeah. So, oh yeah, yeah. You can get like fish and stuff like so that. Now, 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 now I want to go to Popeyes. I've never been to one. <laughs> Is there a Popeyes around here? Uh, there's Popeyes in San Diego. I just don't know if there's one like right near here. Okay. Now I want to go to Popeyes. Chick Fil A. People love Chick Fil A. I I I'm not a fried chicken person. I'm not. Uh. 
overrated, but I I did like the um, spicy chicken breakfast biscuit. That was the, the thing spicy I... chicken breakfast. So it's on a biscuit. Yeah, it's just a, a spicy chicken biscuit instead of a sandwich. That was what gotcha. I, that's what I would get there. Gotcha. Uh, um, so there's as many of them as Popeyes now. It's like Popeyes versus uh, Chick Fil A. They have literally almost the same amount of stores according to this article. That they're they're very close. So I think it's interesting. All right, and then twenty three. What do we got? Twenty twenty two is Panera bread. I don't like Panera at all. I don't like Panera at all because it's like a hipster sandwich place, if that makes sense. And they charge you $5 for half a sandwich and like an apple. It's stupidly expensive. It's obscenely expensive. But like it's, it's like, it, I, it's like the upper middle class hangout, uh, food place but it's not even like healthy food they're trying to be healthy it's not again it's one of those places where like if you're gonna get a sandwich just go to a, go to a deli go, and get a nice sandwich go to a subway instead of going to Panera and I don't know about that I hate subway I hate Panera uh, I, I just can't explain to you how it's all marketing it's just regular sandwiches and soups and a fucking apple with maybe a potato and that's, that's $30 sir I'm like what what happened? No, I hate Panera. I just hate it. Maybe they have fresh bread that's good. No, Panera, no. All right. I, I don't like Panera. And last but not least, Panda Express. All right. Panda Express is interesting. Panda Express, to me, is the uh, definition of does what it says on the tin, gets the job done. It's not exciting. I don't like it. I don't hate it. I'll eat it. It's assembly line like Chipotle, but I would argue if I was going to go there, I can just go to a Chinese buffet because it's the same quality food. Sure. It's all sourced from the same place. Yeah. Your, your, your General So's chicken that you get at Pan Express, is it made fresh in the back? <laughs> no. So that's the only thing. I think it's a little pricey. It's one of those things, like, I think, in a pinch, if you want Chinese food and you, want, you don't want to order from a place and wait, you know, and get it delivered like an authentic place, you go to Pan Express and get it. It's not bad food, but it's Chinese buffet food. Yeah. So there, there you have there. Anything missing from the list? Checkers is too regional. I, um, I like Checkers and Rallies, though. I think those are pretty good. Roy Rogers is the same as what? That's really a Hardee's? No, Hardee's and Carl's are the same. Which is also, I think they bought Roy Rogers. That's not on the list, but that's for, that's kind of regional as well, I believe. Yeah. I used to love Roy Rogers. Remember Roy Rogers? I think there's like two left that exist. I never went to one. You know why, Ian? Hmm. They're the fixings bar. Mmm. You ever you... been to Harvey's in Canada? No. I, I was just curious. You cut off my Roy Rogers story. So this is plus they had a salad bar. It was the only fast food place where Rogers that had a salad bar. So my grandma would take me. And my grandma was kind of a penny pincher. She didn't get me those GI Joe figures at the, at the flea market. I also think about that every day. Uh, Destro and Baroness. Anyway, so she would sneak me salad bar from hers to me. But if you love pickles, at the, at the, <laughs> you basically can make your own pickle tower at Roy Rogers. You can just stack up the pickles with your with your. And Roy Rogers' food was like McDonald's quality, you know. It was in that neighborhood, like a game of pogs. You know, it wasn't also in this as well, which I haven't heard anything about. No Boston Market it used to be Boston Chicken. I don't know if that's a good chain or not. My it's like friend's it's like, it's mother like your, loved it. It's like your Thanksgiving fast food. Yeah, it's. I've had it before. It was it was I don't know, it was weird. It tastes like chicken. It just tastes like chicken. I, I mean, it's it's a fast food place where you can get a side of creamed spinach. So I mean, it's it's <laughs> there's nothing you can I get a it to. get a vat of mac and cheese and a a tub of mashed potatoes thrown in. Yeah, and a whole roasted chicken. 
mean, we love roasted chicken. Yeah, roasted chicken's good. All right. So, all right, cool. Well, that's that was that was entertaining. That was that. I was trying to remember if, 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 if we. Uh, oh, there was no Five Guys on here and stuff like that. Good. I hate Five Guys. No In and Out, but those are more regional. Those aren't national chains. You know? They're just not big enough. I mean, these are obviously the ones with all the money and the the units. Oh, the money and the power. The money and the power. Well, Pan Express has. Oh, Pan Express has two thousand. Okay. All right. All right. Well. Okay, that's it for this CU podcast. I think that's it for this CU podcast. All right. Toodaloo. I can't wait for the tweets from Mr. Dalrico. <laughs> It'll be fun. It is what it is at this point. At this point, it's silly. If you're a CEO of a company, you shouldn't be engaging in personal attacks and yes, podcasters. That just doesn't end well, usually. It just doesn't. Surrounding yourself with yes men. Or, yeah, or well, in a small corner. Of not, the, not necessarily yes men. I don't because I don't know who he works with. But surrounding himself with people that are just well, died yeah, people in the who are just going to say yes to no matter what. That's true. Anyway, so all right, go to go to uh, teespring.com slash my dash man dash see you podcast for a certain my man shirt, a certain my man shirt, and uh, we'll, again we'll be at, we'll be at the Portland Retro Gaming Expo in October eighteenth to twentieth, and I'm going to be returning be returning to Retro Game Con in Syracuse, New York. Took a year off last year, and that's November 2nd and 3rd. Go to RetroGameCon.com. And I'll have a certain Super Nintendo guidebook uh, at these events, for sure, unless something catastrophic happens. It's almost real wood. All right, that's Ian Ferguson. I'm Pat Contry. We'll see you in a week. Maybe, maybe Pat will have a tan then. <laughs>